Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Was It Something I Said. I'm your host, Yasmin, and on this episode, I'm just going to be talking about some self-image stuff, where I've been, like everything, kind of an overview of where my life is currently at right now. So this is Greetings from Vermont, Volume 1, Everything Feels Surreal When Nobody Sees You. I (laughs) have not been making a podcast for a couple of months at this point. Um, I graduated high school and then I tried to keep it up, but my mind was elsewhere. I worked too hard on this for a while um, to a point where there was pressure to produce content and then that pressure was also not, it wasn't rewarded in anything, it just felt like a necessity. It didn't feel creative as as I wanted, it didn't feel as creative as it used to. So yeah, I just needed a break. I was working really hard on it, and I'm really proud of the work that I put into it, but I think there is such a thing as working too hard, especially when you're young, especially when you're young and inspired and motivated, and I think I just got to a point where I I was tired and I needed I needed to take a break. So I'm really glad I did. Now that I'm sitting here, and, and it's weird because like periodically throughout the beginning of the break, I kept being like, all right. <laughs> Alright, bitch, record a podcast. Like, period. That happened all the time. And I've recorded so many podcasts between the, the, the start of the unofficial break and now, um, closer to the, the earlier side of the break, um, where I just was, like, forcing myself to do it. And sitting here now, this feels different than it ever has, um, those forcing times. So this, I'm pretty happy with that. I was worried that I would sit down and it would feel exactly the same as it did before um, and I wouldn't want to publish it and I wouldn't want to show anyone and I would just delete it and I would be like, fuck, that was a waste of my time. But I genuinely feel at ease and I feel like I'm ready to have a conversation with you guys again, which is super exciting and I'm really glad actually that I feel that way. Part one, where I am. I have relocated from Virginia to Vermont, the two Vs, um, which has been more of an adjustment than I expected it to be. (laughs) And everyone seems to have known this but me. I knew that it was going to be white. I knew that there were going to be white people here because there's white people everywhere. Mm Mm-mm. Vermont is 92% white. Vermont is 92% white. The state of Vermont... The state of Vermont is 92% white. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I figured, okay, sure, if Vermont is white. Surely the school, it's like a progressive liberal arts school. white. I'm on a campus that's 72% white. And I wasn't prepared for it, which is interesting because it felt like one of the main things that people would say when they knew that I was going to Vermont, they'd be like, oh, be careful with the white people. We're going to be a lot of white people. Be careful with the white. 
And I was like, yeah, but it'll be fine. Because I've been around white people before. This is different. This is different for a lot of reasons. I'm going to get into some specifics of it, but just overall, that's where I am right now. And that's what I've been kind of reflecting on <laughs> constantly. <laughs> um, the campus is also... Um, it's a very isolationist, individualistic campus. Everyone is kind of expected to be very self-motivated, and there's not necessarily a community here, at least how it feels like to me. As far as the entire campus, everyone's very disconnected. So it's not only lacking a black community or a community where I feel seen or I don't feel like a complete outsider um, racially, but also just the way that the school is doesn't really foster community, I would say. So it's it's been a very, it's been a very lonely, reflective period here in Vermont. Um, Oh, I'm like sad. It's like sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. And that's where I am right now. Part two, who I am. I know I'm a writer. I haven't been writing. I know I love to talk. I haven't really been talking that much. Uh, the way that it works at a PWI, the way that it works here for me is that there's such an intense level of performance involved with survival here that I feel like I've gotten away from myself and it's not necessarily that my morals have changed or I'm doing things that you know don't align with who I am it's just feeling disconnected from who I really am who is what is natural to me um, because that's almost impossible to replicate when I'm surrounded by white people and not even necessarily white people but white people who have never been in a space with a black person much less a black queer person before so I've got it's it's hard to be yourself when nobody really even knows what the fuck that is um so in that regard, being here has made me angrier, I've been more tense, I've been more on edge, I haven't really been inspired because I'm just so far away from myself, I can't even sometimes recognize that my body belongs to me, or that my mind belongs to me, or that I have inherent value, um, because that's not the treatment I receive, and that's also like not the way that I can move through this space. That's not the way that I've been able to move through this space thus far. I think that's something I've learned too, being here, is that the way that people see you can change your perception of yourself, which is something that is is new, because I've never really been that worried about the way people see me. But here it's like, like I can really tell that that the way that I'm seen or not seen rather is is affecting the way that I think about myself. Part three, how I'm seen. 
When I first got here in Vermont on this campus, the first thing I noticed was the hypersexuality thing. Um, I've never experienced anything like it, and that's how I knew what was going on. So, like I mentioned before, a lot of the people here have actually never been around another black person. Um, I've had a conversation with a white person here who said that this campus, the 72% white campus, is the most black people they've been around their entire life. You can tell. Yeah, so it's, it's painful in a new way because it's not some shit that people get when, I, when I'm uncomfortable. So a lot of times when I'm in a space where I'm feeling this hypersexuality or this friend fetishization that I'll get into later, I just leave. Because if I were to say, hey, the way you're talking about me right now is making me really fucking uncomfortable, I genuinely could not have a conversation with the majority of the white people here. The majority of the white people here do this shit to me. Um, so when I got here, one of the first things that I, I noticed was that I wasn't pretty. I wasn't beautiful. I wasn't nice to look at. I was hot. I was sexy. I was fuckable. And it was interesting because I I never... Nobody talks about me like that. And I'm not even saying they're like, nobody thinks I'm hot, nobody thinks I'm sexy. It's just not something I'm used to. And the onslaught of it was weird for that reason, one. And two, because every person who was doing it to me was non-black. And every person who does it to me currently is non-black. Black people don't speak about me like that, to me like that. It's It makes me feel gross. And it's interesting, too, because it makes me feel gross because it's fetishization, right? But also because everyone who who's done that to me has kind of it's it's not necessarily like a crush thing. It's not necessarily like a flirting thing. It's like a, I don't know how to engage with you, so I'm going to put this on you and you're going to take it. It's violating. It's real I and I want to figure out more about why it feels violating other than a fetishization thing because I'm like can you consent to being like hit on but it's not hitting it's it's literally sexualization it's like it's violent sexualization um with people who I'm not even comfortable I don't even know their name like it it makes me very uncomfortable it makes me very uncomfortable and then something that I noticed about how how I'm seen here is that it, it felt like a lot of people expected me to be like happy-go-lucky like it felt like whenever I would express my discomfort at being surrounded by white people people genuinely seemed taken aback like they were go like, oh, they speak they have feelings they have opinions and and you could always I could always tell because I could see it in their face whenever I would complain about anything people would just get like really uncomfortable and like freaked out by it and that was weird because it's interesting because, like, people, like, they genuinely don't see me as a full person with, like, a range of emotions. It's just, I don't know anything about you, but I'm obsessed with you, and can we take a picture together, and you're so hot and beautiful, and I want to fuck you, and... It's weird to experience that. It's weird when that shit comes from people I don't fucking know. I don't know you. 
I don't know you. You don't know me also. So it's like, where's that coming from? Where's that obsession coming from? Where's that heightened sense of energy coming from? Where is that desire coming from? Because you don't know me. And even if I was just an objectively hot, fuckable, sexy, amazing person, do you, does, n- let me think of like an amazing, hot, sexy person in my life who's like just ra- well-rounded amazing. When I first met them, was I speaking to them that way? No, because I recognize them as another human being. It's dehumanizing, and it's interesting because I feel like people forget that you can be dehumanized both ways. Um, idolization is dehumanizing, and in this situation, it's fetishization as well. Being here makes me angrier, and it makes me uncomfortable, and makes me sad. It's just sad. I'm just sad. It's like, it fucking weighs. I feel it in my back. I'm never this tense. I feel it in my back constantly because I'm just like, I can't trust anybody here. It's painful. It's soul sucking. And it's the reality of being black and queer at a PWI in 2021. So yeah, in conclusion, everything feels surreal when nobody sees you. I really floated through the majority of the first semester as something that was not myself. And not in a way, like I said, where I was sacrificing my morals or, you know, anything like that. But it, it didn't, I did not feel in my body. I did not feel like I had agency or control over a lot of things. And it was literally just moving through, going through the motions. And I'm not the type of person to do that because I've, it's something that I really, 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 really like about myself is that I don't like to do things that I, that I don't, I don't want to do. So if I'm ever feeling um, separate from myself in a way, and I know something's bad for me, then I just stop. But this was interesting because it was every, it was my entire living situation just shifted like that. And you know, when you ease into something and it's not just all of a sudden, bam, 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 it's harder to get back out of it. Uh, So I just, I lost access to myself. And now I'm at a point, here I am. I mean, I feel like maybe you can tell, I can tell for myself that I'm trying to come back into myself and figuring out what makes me feel like myself and what doesn't and what I want to do and what I do not want to do. And I've, I've had to dumb it all the way down to just make my life more mine, belong to me more. I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Up until this point, it felt like it was difficult for me to see what I wanted and what I thought I should be doing or what looked good or what was perceived as the right thing. But it was never, I want this. It was, should I want this? Does this look like a good thing for me to be doing right now? Is this something that's normal? Not necessarily, I want to do this. And I feel like if maybe I had chased that a little bit more. And I'm not saying that I haven't done anything that I wanted to do, I have. But I think that was rare. And it's interesting because thinking back on my time here, the things that I did that I I genuinely wanted to do, those are the memories that were good. And things that I just did because it felt like the next step or what I should be doing those were moments when I didn't really feel like myself and just generally I haven't been feeling like myself at all so 
Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's kind of, it kind of sucks, but I'm at a point in my life where I have to relearn who I am and what I desire, and that really is going to be hard because I go through phases of absolute security in who I am, and so when that gets disrupted, it's like everything falls down because it's one of the things that I hold really near and dear to my heart, which is I know who I am. And so it, it sucks that just, you know, a couple weeks surrounded by white people who don't know any other black people in their life can, can actually, like, disrupt me this much. But it makes a lot of fucking sense. Um, so just letting you know, you guys, because when people are like, PWI or HBCU or whatever, I just want to be very clear in the fact that this shit is soul-sucking it's not just a little inconvenient. It's not just an adjustment. It's soul-sucking. You can very easily forget who you are when you're in a space where you don't feel safe, where you don't feel like there's a community, and where nobody could possibly even begin to understand who the fuck you are. So that's it. Um, that's it for this episode. It was something I said. <laughs> I really, ugh, I feel good. I feel good. I feel heavy because it's heavy and it's sad and it's hard. But I feel very, very good about this episode and I am proud of it and I am really excited to put it out and that's all new. I want to edit it. I want to upload it. I want to put it on YouTube. I want to post about it on my Instagram account. I want people who care about me to hear it and see it. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Yasmin, and this has been another episode of Was It Something I Said.